This is The Mudroom, uncommon sense parenting classes with your parenting coach, Alana Robinson. Weekly nuggets of developmentally appropriate parenting wisdom to help you parent your toddlers, preschoolers, and kindergartners more effectively with less effort. The Mudroom is recorded live on Facebook every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Now, here's Alana. Hi, I'm Alana Robinson. I'm a parenting coach for parents of toddlers, preschoolers, and kindergartners, and I help you understand why your kids are misbehaving and how to fix it without yelling, shaming, or timeouts. I'm your host here on The Mudroom. I'm also the host of the Parenting Posse Facebook group, which is my free peer support group. If you're not a member, I invite you to come join us. And I'm the creator of the Parentability Program, which helps you raise well-behaved kids of your own. So we're talking about the concept of normal today. The number one question that I get asked as a parenting coach is, is this normal? Is my kid normal? Should I be worried about this? Is this normal? My background is in special needs early intervention. So working with families who have kids with special needs, you learn very quickly that every child is different. When I first started my early education degree, I had this old prof who pulled me aside like less than a month into the program and demanded to know why I was in the ECE program and not in disability studies. Because I was always linking everything that she was saying back to kids with exceptionalities. And she didn't really like my answer, (laughs) which was that I can't help children with disabilities if I don't know how children typically develop. I won't be able to notice red flags or delays if I don't know what most kids typically do. I wasn't just interested in their disability. I was interested in children, all children, as whole and complete people. The key word there, though, is typical. Not normal, just typical meaning how something usually happens. Everybody, every single human being on this planet has something about them that isn't typical. I personally have a laundry list. I'm hypoglycemic. I have mild OCD. I'm dyscalculic. I have a lot of food rigidities and I'm left-handed. Does that mean that there is something wrong with me? No, those are just things that make me me. They're also things that mean that I have to do some things a little bit differently in a way that works specifically for me versus what works for most other people. One very adult example is that I have to ask my bookkeeper to write out numbers for me in English instead of using numerals. It's not a typical request, (laughs) but it's the difference between me being able to understand what she's telling me quickly and to make informed decisions and not having accurate information or second guessing and double checking my information constantly and possibly making a bad decision based off of numbers that don't exist because my dyscalculia makes it very difficult for me to read numerals accurately. Just one tiny example of what that can look like for me personally as an adult. That's a strategy that I have to ask others to use so that I can function as best as I can. And that's the lens that I look at parenting through. Everybody has atypical things about them, 
whether that's medical conditions, sensory sensitivities, how you think about certain topics, sensory preferences, sexual orientation, disabilities, exceptionalities, race, culture, beliefs, affinities, rigidities, anything else. There are things that are unique to you, and when you put all of those unique things together, they make you, you. They differentiate you from, you know, Susie over there. And our jobs as parents are to find what those things are for the human beings that we made or are in our primary care. To find their atypical parts and to help our kids figure out how to manage those productively, safely, and effectively while interacting with society. Which is one reason that I focus so much on the neuroscience and the developmental aspects of raising kids, because you can't tell if something is unique to your child or not if you don't know what's typical. If you don't know how it works for most kids, right? Typical is not a stick that we're measuring them against, it's a baseline. But also because it helps us focus on figuring out who our kids are versus who we imagined them to be. It focuses less on the version of our kid that we have in our heads and more on what they're telling us about themselves. And the magic there is that if we can correctly interpret all of that information that our kids are telling us about themselves, their behavior usually drastically improves because kids do well if they can. Now the problem, <laughs> the stick in the spokes as it were, is that one, most of us aren't looking at parenting this way. We're looking at our child's behavior as something that they do to us versus as a form of communication. We see it as an attack and our kids are on the opposing team. And we think being a successful parent is winning every battle until they turn 18 and then we can declare that we won the war. And two, our kids don't necessarily know what they're telling us about themselves either. They're figuring it out as they go along too. Your three-year-old isn't whining to piss you off. Your three-year-old is whining for candy because they feel lethargic and therefore unable to keep themselves safe. So they perceive that the candy will give them the energy to be alert enough to keep themselves safe. But they can't vocalize that. They don't have the vocabulary or the self-awareness to be like, hey mom, so listen, I'm feeling really sluggish today and I know that if I keep feeling this way, I'm not gonna be able to meet your expectations, so. I would really like that bag of gummy bears that I know that you keep hidden in the upper cabinet in the kitchen because I think that those would give me the glucose I need to be more alert and therefore be able to do the things you're going to ask of me over the next two hours. Like, most adults don't have that self-awareness, right? So kids just do what they think will get them what they inherently know that they need but they don't necessarily know how to express that to us. It's up to us as adults to help them figure out what it is that they need or what skills that are weak and are causing them to use up too much energy to meet our expectations or what stressors are causing them to feel unsafe or dysregulated. And that's basically impossible for us to do if we aren't looking at behavior as communication. If we aren't approaching parenting our young kids 
by being curious about them. If we're focused on manipulating our children into compliance versus helping them understand the world around them and how to effectively interact with it. All of this is to say, what works for one family isn't gonna work for another. What works for one person isn't gonna work for another. Every family and every person within that family is unique and has different needs. Normal <laughs> as a standard does not exist. It's a setting on the dishwasher. So I am extremely wary of any system or guru that doesn't create that space for individuality, for that personalization. We at Uncommon Sense Parenting start with the evidence. We start with what everybody has in common, the very, very, very basics of how children learn and grow. Because you've got to start with a wide base. And then as we learn about our kids, and we learn about their preferences and their personality and their perspective and their environment and all of that, we tweak and we troubleshoot and we personalize everything. It all sits within the evidence, but that uniqueness of every family and every child is at the core of how we do things at Uncommon Sense Parenting. It's why I don't do one-off consultations. People ask me for them all the time. But I don't do them because I can't get to know my clients in a one-off, one-hour call. I can tell you what works for most kids. I can give you very general information, but I can't personalize anything without getting to know you and your child. It's why parentability is an ongoing membership, because this is a lifestyle change. It's not a course you go through and then, you know, you're done. They are constantly changing and developing and growing. And therefore, they're always discovering new information and being put in different situations where there's new stressors. And so our job is never really done. But it does get easier as decoding this information gets more habitual. We get more practice at it, and so do they. It stops feeling so random because we've got that wide base that you know everything fits within is just a matter of figuring out where, specifically. When it comes to kids, one size is just never going to fit all. And a lot of parents and people will tell you that that can't work, <laughs> that you can't all be individuals and still have order and harmony and peace. And that's just bullshit. It's just plain old bullshit. <laughs> We have families and parentability from every corner of the globe. Obviously, our main base is in North America because I'm in North America, and so that's my main frame of reference and where my audience mostly is. But we have families from Hong Kong, Singapore, Switzerland, France, Ireland, the UK, South Africa, India, Turkey, the United Arab Emirates, Australia, New Zealand, Costa Rica, Brazil, all over the world. And obviously, the laws and the rules in like the UAE or Singapore or France are not going to be the same as Canada or the US. And heck, <laughs> the more I chat with my US members, the more I see how far apart Canada and the US really are on a lot of stuff, despite our geographical closeness and a lot of our cultural similarities. 
So we need to create space not only for personal personalization, but also for cultural and international personalization. Because if I give you information, you're going to have to figure out how to pull that into your local lived context. So I ask my clients a lot of questions that help them come to their own conclusions and figure out their own comfort zones and laws and policies and all that stuff instead of prescribing action. Because one size doesn't fit all. And what I would do if I were to transplant myself and my family into their local context isn't necessarily what their family will choose to do. So in that way, we've built parentability to be very adaptable. And I did that very intentionally because one of the things that gave me ick when I started coaching were these like cultish parenting philosophies, like attachment parenting, which finally seems to be breaking free of that somewhat. But back in the early 10s, it was freaky, y'all. Mothers were doing things to themselves and to their children that were objectively causing harm. And I put myself in that group. I did things as a new mother that before having children, I never would have done. And while I was doing it, felt wrong and harmful. But I had this like cult-like brainwashing that had taken hold and was interfering with my ability to make objective decisions for my son that aligned with my education and my values. So when I started Uncommon Sense Parenting, it was with that in mind that I did not want to create something prescriptive that would override a parent's sense of good judgment because I truly believe that you are the expert on your own kids. And I don't want to take that away from you. I want to enhance it. I want to give it teeth. Okay? So all of this is to say, if anyone tells you that their way is the only way, that and that doesn't feel right to you, run. Run for the hills, mama, run. Okay? Because nobody knows your family or your children like you do and your family is unique. And the solutions created for your family should be just as unique as every single member within it. So with that in mind, I offer up my scripts for managing crazy making behavior. These are scripts that I find work for most kids because they address some of those fundamental ways that kids learn. Do I guarantee that they're going to solve all of your problems? No, but they are a good first step. And they're totally free, so you don't have anything to lose. You can find the link for them in the description and feel free to tweak them to fit your family. I don't just give you scripts. I explain why they work so you can adapt them without getting rid of the components that are at the root of their effectiveness. Okay? All right. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I love you all. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you again next week for another Uncommon Sense Parenting class. Bye! You've been listening to The Mudroom, Uncommon Sense Parenting Classes with Alana Robinson. If you like what you just heard, remember to join us live every Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Facebook. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, share, and connect with us in the Parenting Posse Facebook group. This has been an Alana Robinson Family Services production.